This is the Today in the World podcast for Monday the 14th of November 2020. I am your host Uncle K and in today's news, Bitcoin never gets hacked. Crypto players respond to the latest US Treasury breach. New variant of COVID-19 identified in the UK as London heads back into a strict lockdown. Leaked files expose mass infiltration of UK firms by the Chinese Communist Party and China entices the UK with faster, sustainable economic recovery, post-Brexit at a cost. Here's what you missed today in the world. A new variant of COVID-19 has been identified in the southeast of England, UK Health Secretary Matt Hancock said Monday as he announced that London would return to a strict lockdown this week after coronavirus cases there soared. Report from CNN, quote, Over the last few days, thanks to our world-class genomic capability in the UK, we have identified a new variant of coronavirus, which may be associated with the fastest spread in the southeast of England, close quote, Hancock said in Parliament. He said that it shows we've got to be vigilant and follow the rules and everyone needs to take personal responsibility not to spread the virus. Hancock said that London will be moved from England's tier two high alert local restrictions to the very high tier three on Wednesday morning at 12 a.m., along with nearby areas in South and West Essex and South Hertfordshire. Under the highest restriction level, All hospitality venues, including pubs, cafes and restaurants, will close except for takeout and delivery. Hospitals in London, Essex and Kent are already under pressure and could quickly be overwhelmed with our action, he added. Quote, I know the steps are hard, but we must not waver as we enter the final stretch so that when we look back on this time of crisis, we can all say that we played our part. Close quote. Now, I genuinely feel sorry for those people out there that actually believe this guy when he says that this is the final stretch. I mean, when have the government told the truth about anything like this where they're not quite sure? And they tell, what do you mean final stretch? We've been negotiating Brexit for almost five years, bro. (laughs) Talking about final stretch. Come on, don't don't, don't take me for an idiot. You know what I mean? Uh, It's crazy. It's crazy. But people have apparently become brainwashed and don't understand that lies will always tell lies, regardless of how much you want it to be the truth. And then he finishes off this speech by encouraging you to do more virtue signaling. As he says, we can all say we played our parts when you look back, you know, all of that rubbish that keeps people doing crazy stuff and damaging their mental um, awareness, their their mental health, just killing it because you keep telling them it's a final stretch, play your part. And what are people getting in return? Absolutely nothing, nothing at all. Just more restrictions, lost jobs, lost freedoms, and all of that, you know, that right there is actually the the fuel that you need to brainwash the people. Just have them grasp onto this idea that when, you know, the shit is hitting the fan, so to speak, that you played your part, you know. So no matter what happens in the world in 20 years, you can be OK because you played your part. So don't worry about your your job gone. Don't worry about the fact that everything's different and, you know, vaccines have killed a bunch of people potentially. You know, if that's how you believe your part, then I'll pray for you. You know what I'm saying? But. Genuinely, it shouldn't it shouldn't be it shouldn't be hard to see that by hiding in your home and putting on a mask is not anywhere near enough to do your part in these times. We've got a lot of things coming up on the horizon. And by looking on BBC News every day, talking about COVID-19 cases and what's going on there, you are literally missing out on a whole load of opportunity and you're being distracted from the digital revolution that's actually taking place at the moment, unfortunately, which is going to, you know, which is actually being ushered in 
with this COVID-19. But yeah, again, if that's how you believe your part, you play your part, then I'll pray for you because, you know, again, all that does is show your consent to more radical, tyrannical, illegal policies. And yeah, keep your mask on because if you want more tyrannical laws, then that's all you got to do. Keep that mask on and they'll come through soon. RT are reporting that Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates believes a return to normal life is further down the road for the US than people expect, despite a COVID-19 vaccine being approved and distributed this week. Conceding that by the summer of 2021, the US should be way closer to normal than we were now, Gates, who has donated millions to vaccination efforts through his foundation, believes a full return to normal will likely not be possible until after 2022. Big public gatherings should continue to be banned and most bars and restaurants around the country should sadly be closed to curb infection rates, according to Gates. A real return to normal, he theorised, is possible only after 12 to 18 months, if we manage it well. This right here is like your teacher telling you that if you're a good boy, you're going to get a gold star, son. You know what I mean? Like, like if you manage it well, we let you out. Come on, man. You can't say that to, 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 to people like us. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't do that. You're not even my dad, bro. <laughs> Oi, listen, i got to keep it professional today because I feel like ranting and raving. I think it's because I'm tired and I've had a long week. But, um, it, you know, this stuff, it takes a toll. How is he talking to people like that? If we manage it well, we can get a return to normal after 12 to 18 months. Who made you the boss of us? <laughs> I did not consent to this. You know, it's funny. But you know what? It is interesting how he specifically mentions bars and restaurants here because even when you look at the lockdown restrictions for the UK, it does seem that the most strict rules are for businesses that are about fun. You know, if you're, if you're, if your business is about any sort of fun and socialising and, and generally just enjoying yourself, then I can assure you, man, ain't, there's none of that happening. And when you think about it, it's like, don't they recognise the human need for fun and enjoyment? It's like they're blind to it. They don't want you to enjoy Christmas. They don't want you to enjoy anything. You know, they want you to just stay in your house looking at BBC News all day, talking about cases going up with a mask on your face. Like, how ridiculous is that? How utterly ridiculous. And and it's like, if you were serious about wanting, caring about our health and, and whatnot, then you would make some sort of allowance for people to have fun. And by going from national lockdown to tier lockdown isn't doing that. Do you know what I'm saying? That That isn't doing that at all, you know? It's, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. But the article continues. Gates also expressed con concern about President Donald Trump's unwillingness to concede the presidential election, which he claims is complicating vaccine distribution. Gates has become a go-to expert for the mainstream media when it comes to COVID-19, thanks to his donations to vaccination efforts, as well as a viral video from 2015 where he appears to predict a similar pandemic that the world would be unprepared for. And just to chime in there, what he meant when he says predict is promise. I always have to say that because it is a promise, really. He designed it. But uh, anyway, Gates' promotion of vaccines and lockdowns, however, has earned him plenty of critics, especially from conservatives. And as such, restrictions have become more and more controversial. Reject this tyrant, reporter Ian Miles Cheong tweeted in response to Gates' latest interview. Bill Gates wants to destroy America, conservative filmmaker Nick Searchy said. Unless Bill Gates is willing to give his entire fortune away to people who work in the bar and restaurant industry, his opinion is worthless.
Time for the financial news now. First up, Bitcoin as usual. Trading at $19,171. It has made a little comeback from last week and it is now up 1% for the last seven days. Ethereum trading at $584 and pretty much stable. XRP is at just under 50 cents, down 17% over the last seven days. Tether trading at a dollar as usual. Litecoin trading at $81, down 1.22% for the week. Chainlink is at $12.81. Bitcoin Cash is trading at $270, down 5%. Cardano is trading at $0.15. Cents. Polkadot is trading at just under $5, down 3% for the week. And Binance Coin is trading at $30, up 2.37% over the last seven days. Okay, now, so looking at Bitcoin again, market analysts have seen an interesting connection to the price of Bitcoin and the volume of negative yielding debt. From you today, they say the price of Bitcoin surpassed $19,000 again after a major weekend relief rally. Coincidentally, the volume of negative yielding debt achieved an all-time high at $18.4 trillion. Negative yielding debt here basically meaning, guys, that investors are making a loss from investing in government bonds, something which used to be considered um, pretty much impossible to make a loss from because of its perceived long-standing uh, strength that the government has, you know. Uh, the article continues. In recent months, institutions and high net worth investors have increasingly invested in Bitcoin as an inflation hedge. Considering this trend, macro and market analysts are pinpointing the record high global debt as a catalyst for BTC. If the US approves a new stimulus package in the near term, it will cause risk on assets to rally, which could benefit Bitcoin. Holger Schapitz, a market analyst at Welt, emphasized that the institutional interest in Bitcoin is rising and as a result of the negative yielding debt's growth. He said Bitcoin rallies $19,000 plus again as institutional interest grows as the global volume of negative yielding debt hits fresh all-time highs of $18.4 trillion. Life insurance giant MassMutual has announced it has already invested $100 million in Bitcoin for its general funds. So, let me just simplify all of that just in case anyone really missed the point of it. It is just important to note here that many banks now are charging interest to customers and large companies with a balance of 200,000 euros to park their money in the bank. Talking about Europe uh, predominantly right now. So basically it means investors that have large bank balances are even more incentivized to find trustworthy places to invest while the economic outlook for the world is, is weak because if their money doesn't move out of these banks, it will slowly just become eroded. Now, what makes this whole situation even worse for these big investors with large balances of fiat currency is that because of this new high demand to invest in trustworthy government bonds, the bonds themselves are providing negative yields as demands for the bond increases. So everyone's flocking to government bonds because the world is, is looking crazy. And because of that, the demand is... It's basically meaning that the payout of the bonds is, is getting lower and lower and lower because the government doesn't need it, right? So it's basically leaving investors with huge losses on these bonds, leaving them with hardly anywhere to park their money without the risk of losing it all. And so where do they eventually turn to? Bitcoin, obviously, which continues to prove itself as the best way to protect value.
Okay, so looking at Bitcoin news now, they say that a cryptocurrency founder has been arrested and is facing up to 10 years imprisonment for tax evasion after running an exit scam. He allegedly made millions of dollars from his cryptocurrency and used an elaborate scheme to avoid paying taxes. The DOJ alleges that Amir Bruno Elmani made millions of dollars from the sale of cryptocurrency of the cryptocurrency he founded called Oyster Pearl, but evaded reporting his crypto income to the Internal Revenue Service. And the Department of Justice described that his tax evasion scheme involves filing a tax return, operating his business and owning assets through um, basically like nicknames and shell companies, obtaining income through nominees and dealing in gold and cash. Elmani carried out the exit scheme only days before the exchange he had used to cash out his Pearl tokens was set to require know your customer KYC laws, um, the laws that dictate personal identifying information from users. And I added this story here really just to quickly reiterate to any freedom fighters listening that plan to evade the system by using crypto, that it is not going to work. <laughs> um, without the assistance of proper, proper governance, don't look at crypto in that way because you are literally just going to go straight to jail. And to be honest, people that um, do these kinds of things are the ones that receive the most heavy-handed penalties for not complying with the law. So yeah, don't do it. Crypto players were quick to respond to the news that hackers breached the U.S. Treasury Department. News from Cointelegraph.com. According to a report from Reuters, a sophisticated hacking group backed by a foreign government, reportedly Russia, according to three people familiar with the investigation, was able to breach the U.S. Treasury Department as well as the National Telecommunications and Information Administration, or NTIA, with the Department of Commerce. In response to the attack on such a powerful government agency, crypto players pointed out the advantages of Bitcoin. Bitcoin never gets hacked, said Kraken's head of business, Dan Held, on Twitter. Bitcoin bull Anthony Pomp Pompliano echoed Held's sentiment, saying, Bitcoin has never been hacked. The Express is reporting that the UK will experience a faster and more sustainable economic recovery from the detrimental combination of a no-deal Brexit and the coronavirus pandemic if it complies with China's foreign policy concessions, claims Beijing. One of the key concessions Beijing would seek is a reversal of the recent ban on China's access to high-technology areas of the British economy. Most importantly would be to reinstate Huawei's involvement in the UK's 5G network. Beijing would also insist on the UK's appeasement of China's expansionist foreign policy strategies. Most notable here would be China's ongoing militarization of the South China Sea. Just reminding us here of how the Americans solidified their positions as the biggest superpower over the, over the last 100 years with military bases in every part of the world. We are now seeing the same tactics being deployed here from China. The article continues that, moreover, China-UK bilateral relations may also face unexpected disruptions when it comes to trade issues. However, the House of Lords has this week ruled to revoke UK trade deals with countries that are committing genocide, though I think this will be unlikely to offer any real kind of resistance to a trade deal between the two empires, because for me, there's just too much at stake and people love money. This is a capitalist country at the end of the day. And if there's anything that we've learned from capitalism is that humans are all too willing to look the other way for a nice and neat, tidy profit.
very, very important headline here that I need people to spark up and pay attention to. It's from the Daily Mail, who actually directly received this information. I'm not quoting from them because I particularly like them. They actually got this information sent directly to them. And so the headline is that leaked files exposed mass infiltration of UK firms by the Chinese Communist Party, including AstraZeneca, Rolls-Royce, HSBC, Jaguar, Land Rover, and that's just a few names. So loyal members of the Chinese Communist Party are working in British consulates, universities, and for some of the UK's leading companies, the Mail on Sunday can reveal. An extraordinary leaked database of 1.95 million registered party members reveals how Beijing's malign influence now stretches into almost every corner of British life, including defense firms, banks and pharmaceutical giants. Most alarmingly, some of its members who swear a solemn oath to guard party secrets to be loyal to the party, work hard, fight for communism throughout life and never betray the party, these people are now understood to have secured jobs in British consulates. Writing in the Mail on Sunday today, former Tory party leader Ian Duncan Smith says, this investigation proves that members of the Chinese Communist Party are now spread around the globe, with members working for some of the world's most important multinational corporations, academic institutions, and our own diplomatic services. The government must now move to expel and remove any members of the Communist Party from our consuls throughout China. They can either serve the UK or the Chinese Communist Party. They cannot do both. And this is where I have to chime in and give my two cents because and I'm going to do it without trying to rant and rave because this is one of those things that I can look in and see a hundred different angles to moan about stuff for, but that's not really my thing. I hate doing it. I don't even like hearing myself back when I get into those moods. But hear what I'm saying. I really do find it very hypocritical that the UK have joined in with the US in destroying thousands of cities all over the world in the name of democracy and freedom. The communists have been portrayed as the devil, as the devil, you know, basically for, for, for ages. And now it's like they're the saviors, you know, they're the ones providing the technology we um, are going to be relying on for 5G services. They are going to try to provide us with the trade deals necessary to keep Britain's economy from completely crashing. And we are being encouraged to do everything this country is doing or wants us to do because, you know, you know, they have the least cases you know, they have, they have the superpower. They are literally taking America's place right in front of us. And it's crazy because it's like no one realizes. And it all happens. It's like people think that there's some elaborate scheme and people, you know, pulling strings at the top of this pyramid of life society that we have. And it's not like that. It's all run through capitalist interests, through charities and lobby groups and that kind of stuff. Bill and Melinda Gates did not just one day spark up and become what they are today. That took you know, decades of planning and research and that kind of thing. He didn't just one day say, I'm a billionaire and I want to do good for the world. Of course, it, it sells really well. You know, when you hear that, it looks really good. But the way that this world changes is through capitalism and the power is swinging in China's case, in China's um, court now, you know, they're, they're having all the power now, you know. And it's like, if you don't understand this, it just seems like the forces that be changed their mind after COVID and said, you know what, them commies ain't so bad after all. Let's make them the new leaders of the world. That's what it would you would perceive it as. If, if you're a conspiracy theorist that doesn't do the research, then 
and and I wouldn't I wouldn't um cuss you for it. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't dish you for it. But at the end of the day, it's clear to see. You know, you might not understand the details, but America used to have the power. China's going to have the power now. And the, and you're seeing this through several articles that I've read out today, you know. And it's funny because China went from being this super submissive um, little country to the world, you know, to now taking over this world, you know, very quickly, very, very quickly. And it's sad to see. But China, like I said, it's taking America's place right before our eyes. And they're doing it under the guise of COVID-19 and social distancing and more drugs and more pharmaceuticals. And they're really going to make what America did to the world look like a mere child's game compared to the destructive force that China's social distancing policies can really have on the world. This is one superpower that we can't allow to get comfortable and settle in that position like we did with the US. And that marks the end of another episode. I am so, so tired. You could probably hear it in my voice. I really tried to convince myself to just leave the episode for today and do it again tomorrow. But if it weren't for a few of you guys that really like reach out to me and, you know, keep me active and talk to me about what I'm talking about, you know, debate with me on Instagram and stuff about what's actually happening, then I probably would just leave it. But, you know, it's you lot that motivate me to keep doing this. And, um, yeah, man, I thank you for it. I thank you for it because, you know, hopefully that we can start waking up the world and start making some positive changes where where it's necessary. But, you know, we ain't going to rush it, you know, one step at a time. Um, I'm going to get some rest now. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Like it, share it, all of that. Love and respect, people. Love and respect. Have a good evening. <laughs>